Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. While we wait for the Super Bowl, it's time to dive deep, Browns fans. Time to get into those draft picks, those what-ifs, the free agents, specifically on defense, but some wide receiver talk. Who should us Browns fans be looking at? Well, they say the draft starts at the Senior Bowl in Mobile, Alabama, and we will head right there. Look at some of those picks, those options for the Browns, coming up on the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. Turn up your volume. Your volume. Because you're about to listen to The Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara, the sickest Cleveland Browns podcast. Cut back by Chubb. He's to the 10. He's still running to the 5. He dips outside left. He's going in. Touchdown. What a run. Nick Chubb. It's going to be sick. All right, everybody. Yeah, hey, while we wait for, for the... The Super Bowl for the Chiefs and Eagles, which I think is going to be a great matchup. We'll get some early Super Bowl picks in my sick picks a little bit later on in the show. But for us Browns fans, and not in the not in the Super Bowl, obviously, right? Big surprise. We have to start looking to the future. And this is a more interesting draft year and off-season free agency process than most for the Browns, because typically we're used to having the most salary cap space and rookie deals. And the, well, not so much this year. You got the big Deshaun Watson contract. You're paying Miles Garrett a ton. You're paying Denzel Ward that $100 million contract. You got some big contracts here. And so now you have to figure out with this new Jim Schwartz defense, you have to put a lot into that defensive line specifically. That's where the Schwartz strength is, that D line. So where are we going to get him? Well, we don't have first round pick. That's with Houston, right? So we have to start looking at those second, those mid-round picks. And the senior bowl Every single year produces gems. Every year. So that combined with free agency is where we have to look at. So I figured, well, why not talk to a gentleman who was in Mobile, Alabama for the Senior Bowl, who got to see these guys up close, personal, interview them, and see where some nice fits might be for the Cleveland Browns. Let's bring in Dan Toomey from Dynasty. Dan, welcome, sir. How are you? Thanks for having me, guys. Um, Like you said, just landed very late last night from Mobile. Very exciting week meeting all these uh, all these players, talking to them. You get a real respect for their passion of the game and and the want to compete at the next level. Um, it, very humbling talking to some of these guys who will one day be uh, NFL stars. And, and like you mentioned before, uh, Cleveland Browns. I'm a big Browns fan. We have one goal this off season, and it's it's the trenches. You know, yep. Miles has been on an island for so long, and I just want to give that man a little bit of help and really watch him fly with a supporting cast around him. 
Well, and Dan, one of the things that one of the few, uh, I guess, good things that Jadavian Clowney mentioned that made sense uh, is, is exit. Uh, we're not going to be having him back. But what he said was that the best friend to an edge rusher isn't the opposite edge rusher. It's the D tackle beside him, which helps create those mismatches. And we know and we've been saying it all year. The Browns, quite frankly, punted on that position this year. They punted on it. They went small at linebacker. There's a ton to do in that defense outside of cornerback. Probably need a, a, an additional sideline to sideline safety. But you said it in the trenches, those guys. So you can look at a big free agent signing, probably a second one on that detail. And then, Dan, on top of that, now we have to be looking at the draft to be drafting one or more defensive tackle and edge rusher. Yeah, and if you look at the crew that they rolled out last year, it's uh, I, I forget what what network I heard this from, but I think our interior defensive line were like ranked thirty one and thirty two out of not surprising stars. Yeah, yeah. So it just it, no, it was, no impact. Yeah, it was it was hopes and dreams is what the interior of that defensive line was was built on. Um, so obviously, I was in Mobile doing a lot of like fantasy football coverage because that's what Dynasty Nerds is all about providing you know value to our members for fantasy football stuff. Right. Um, but I did have, you know, my Browns cap on in the back of my head, you know, trying to pay particular attention. Um, I have four players today that I think the Browns should seriously look at okay. and consider taking at the next level. Now I will say before we start any of this draft capital, like you already mentioned, it's, it's all over the place this year. You know, we're yeah. so used to like, you know, top five pick every round, you know, it's, it's very different, so we're going to have to band-aid this one together. Uh, the first player I want to bring up is um, – now, first of all, forgive me for getting any of these names wrong. The last name I have is a doozy, but I'm going to try the <laughs> hardest. Um, um, so, Canoe Benton, he is a interior defensive tackle from Wisconsin. Um, he measured in at 6'3 and 312 on Monday. Oh, yeah. That's he was a menace all week, just causing disruptions in the center. Um, his last year's Wisconsin, I have his numbers pulled up in front of me. He converted, he had 28 total pressures. He converted six of those to sacks, which is not a number you usually see for somebody playing in, in the middle of the defensive interior. Um, and then he's also really good against the run, which is something that if you watch any Browns game last year oh. is a dire, dire need. Desperate. Um, yeah. So I so the, the one weird thing about the senior bowl is if you go to the combine, you can look at the players and say, like, all right, there's first rounders here, there's second rounders here, there's third, there's players for all over the draft class. The senior bowl, it changes so much year to year. You know, if like we were discussing before we went live, there's that year where we had, you know, Justin Herbert out there who was a top five quarterback. This year, no offense to the quarterbacks, but I don't think a single one goes before day three. It's the oh, wow. senior bowl is very hit or miss as far as level of talent. So a guy standing out in his particular position group, you know, you kind of have to put a little bit of a damper on expectations. Like, yes, he was the best defensive tackle here, but how was this defensive tackle group overall? Right. Okay. Good caveat. I, th I think this is a player that I, I can classify him. I would say from what I saw, probably a top three defensive tackle at that event. Okay. But there are a lot of underclassmen who are very strong in this class. So I think he'll be a nice um, day two, like round two, maybe early round three option um, if okay. he's there for the Cleveland Browns. Because that's really what we, we're looking at, Dan, right? So everybody remembers, of course, there's no, there's no first round picks, but there's also no third round pick. So we go second. I think actually at the end of the third round, we get a compensatory for 
the a guy who left uh, the assistant GM. I forget his name to Minnesota. Uh, uh, Quasey. Yes. So I think we get a, like at the very end of the third or something like that. So there's no real third. There's kind of a third. There's fourth, and, and then it's kind of mixed around. So yeah, th- this is where with the Senior Bowl, you every year we see midday day two day three guys come out and be instant contributors and that's really where andrew barry's been missing i think and i will say the one positive we have going into this year is i was trying to look it up real fast before we went live um one of our coaches was there coaching the players um he's a wide receiver assistant coach i believe uh working with the wide receivers which i have a couple names we're definitely going to be talking about here in a little bit um, so I think having for for Stefanski and Barry and the whole front office, having a man working one on one with these players, like, you know, eating meals with them, really getting to know them. I think that's going to help. Um, something I made a ne- mental note for me to look up is I know we had a coach at the Shrine Bowl last year. I wanted to go back and know. see if we actually drafted anybody who was at the Shrine Bowl. This might be like a little Andrew Barry strategy tactic that I stumbled upon. Uh, but okay. something something to think about. Okay, I like that. Okay, so the D-tackle, definite need. And, and again, Dan, this is going to be a case where the Browns need to make a splash free agent signing at D-tackle. You need a day one, you need a, a star, whether that's Payne, Hargrove, whatever. And we'll go through those a little bit later. Um, you need a guy who can go right in. You're like, okay, I know that. I don't think he's going to be good. I know that guy's good, and I know he can be good right now. Then you couple in somebody like, you know, we have Perry on Winfrey, maybe under Schwartz he can grow. But now this this kind of second round and other tier is where we really have to hit on. So the first guy you mentioned was who? What was his name? Was Kenny? Uh, Kenny Benton. Kenny yeah. Benton. Okay. So remember that, folks. Kenny Benton. Okay. Who's next? Who do you got? Um, so do you want to just bang out my last defensive tackle? And yeah, for sure. Up that group. Let's All right. That. This is the hardest name to pronounce in the draft class. Uh, Roger Goodell is praying that he doesn't go in the first <laughs> round, so he doesn't to, to attempt to pronounce his name. Um, he is a. Um, Northwestern um, edge defender. He's a little bit of a tweener, though. He can play interior. Um, here we go. Ada to Omwa, first name, Ada Bawari. Ada to Moa, Ada Bawari. I would be able to pronounce it no better myself. Well done. <laughs> um, so he has a very interesting frame. He is 6'1, 284. I, hmm. I got the chance to watch him. I was maybe about six, seven feet from the defensive tackle drills one morning. And he was lining up next to everyone as quite obviously the shortest guy, but right. he also might have been the widest guy at the same time. Um, oh. If you want to browse um, Twitter and see some like sort of social media quip, clips, um, there on day three after I left, he had a one-on-one drill with Notre Dame guard Garrett Patterson, who is kind of projected as a first rounder. He bull rushes Garrett Patterson 15 yards into the back of the end zone, and the two of them almost started fighting right away. Really? I will I will I will send you that clip when we get off on, on Twitter so you we'll can share that. with your audience. But he is he's got the dog in him, you know. Is, is he there. squatty? Is that why like is he like the yes, low yes. So his so his best ability is he gets down low, okay, he gets his hands on you, and then he is so strong he can just pick you up, you know, just pick you up and just throw you. Back. Wow, because at that with those measurements, 61284, my mind immediately goes to too small. But if you can work that leverage in, then you said against an upper caliber guard, that could be interesting. And I bet you that that size probably drops him to maybe a third round, third, fourth round type of guy, I would think. Yes, everyone that I talked to at the event says he is an amazing player, but the size measurables will be a concern. Um, okay. So 
You know, another guy that I like to talk about because he's not going to be a first rounder and may like be it. there for, you know, around two, round three pick for us. Okay. Okay. I like that. And, and that that's, you know, those, like, yeah, those are the guys we're going to have to, to get to go for. And for Schwartz, this Schwartz acquisition, if you don't, if we don't get the D tackles he needs, that D line he needs, that defense doesn't work. It just doesn't. Yeah. So we got to hit that linebackers too, probably a little bit. So, okay. So those are two D tackle D line. Who do you got next? All right, so let's switch to the other side of the ball. Wide receiver is is something that we need help with. Um, Mari, Donald Peoples, Jones, they look great. Um, the Anthony Schwartz experiment isn't working out. I would say. I don't, I'm okay. You're you're okay. We're on the same page with that Dude, one. Dude, done. They they won't cut him because he's a draft pick. We know that. Yeah, but he's done. Yeah. he's done. So I have two Anthony Schwartz replacement type players. Okay. Um, first player is maybe the the hype of senior bowl week um nathaniel tank dell he is out of the university of houston uh this kid was just getting open all over the field one-on-ones team drills you name it and he was beating corners with three steps you know like bang 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 open and gone um now both these players big caveat they are smaller um, Can they catch, Del. though? Can they catch? Yes. T- Dell okay. has very good hands. Okay. So um, the tank moniker is is kind of like an ironic type of thing because Nathaniel Dell measures in at 5'8", 163. Oh, my. He's a very small guy, but he his teammates in college always called him tank because he's got, like I said, that dog in him, which you right. love to see. Um, I didn't see any reps where the frame was a limitation for him. Now, uh the cornerback group at the senior bowl was probably the, the running backs and the cornerbacks are probably the two strongest groups of the senior bowl. Oh. So any news, you know, and note you see about the wide receivers are probably on the negative side. And I would say that's a combination of the defensive back group was strong. The quarterback group was weak, which is going to hurt the evaluation for a lot of these wide receivers. So right. if you read any articles coming out saying how bad the wide receivers look grain of salt, just you have to think about the situation around them. Um, so Dell is playing against corners a lot bigger than him, who were trying to get hands on him, trying to body him, trying to be physical, and he was he was getting open pretty consistently, which which you love to see. Um, and then the second name I have for wide receiver, similar guy, very small. This is going to be like a round seven guy, very late day three. Okay. Darius Davis, the wide receiver from TCU. Now the reason I like this fit for the Browns is. He is a prolific returner. Is uh, and throughout college he had, I believe, six punt returns and two kickoff returns for touchdowns. And then when he wasn't on the return team, he was playing primarily at the slot. Uh, my thought is uh, we're seeing Donovan Peoples-Jones kind of take that next step up as a number two option wide receiver. I want to see him returning less. I don't want to see him out there on punt returns, kick returns, because God forbid he takes a wrong hit. No. And, Too and many snaps. Yeah, yeah. Don't need it. Don't need so, it. So my goal for a player like Darius Davis is we can get him very late day three because of the frame concerns and everything. He can come in and contribute right away as a return specialist and then eventually can work with the coaches and maybe develop the skill set to be um, a pinch slot wide receiver when we need, you know, a four wide set or something like that. And what was his size again? Did you oh, I didn't mention that. He is 5'8", 168. So both both these guys are five foot eight. Um, Tank is one sixty three. Darius Davis is one sixty eight. And these were measurements. 
from Monday. So these are like most accurate measurements as right most now. accurate. Yeah, not the college ones where it's like he's six four. It's like yeah. settle down. Let's let's relax. Yeah. The but the, the good thing here, Dan, is whereas a lot of the star wide receivers come in if you're in college, you're typically not a return guy. So you're what we've been seeing with the Browns is they're trying to train at the pro level. Hey, go return kicks, go return punts, which might sound easy to the common you know person, but it's not. So for a guy who specialized and succeeded in college as a late round pick, I think that's a, a, a tremendous option and a great um, potential pickup. Now, when you were watching him, um, again, I have to go back because the Schwartz experiment has me rattled. You can you can run. Can he catch? Was he? Did, did, were his hands okay? His his hands were okay. Um, he had a little too many body catches than I would like. Um, he was running a lot of crossers over the middle and just kind of like. Okay grabbing the ball in. I like to see a player who's going to go out and, you know, get his hands on there and get squeeze the, the ball. Um, so, like I said, this is going to be a guy who's around seven pick. He, Little raw. People, yeah, exactly. He's going to be raw. He's going to need development. But those are the players you want to grab in the seventh round, players that have some athletic yeah. upside and then can fill a niche role on your roster for a certain, you know, part of special teams. So could he be – now, you mentioned the slot. The Browns really need that burner option, right? They need that guy to just go sprint, you know, and, and that's really, if you're a raw guy with speed who can catch, you don't need to have a complicated route tree or anything. You can go really fast. Could he, could either of those guys be that type where it's, okay, maybe in the slot when they're more developed, but could we line one of those guys up on the outside, move Amari to the slot, Peoples-Jones on the other side and say, hey, go really fast that way and look up. So the one thing they don't do at the combine is they don't like run the 40 or anything. I mean, uh, sorry, the one thing they don't do at the senior bowl is, is run the 40 and stuff like that. Right. So for both of these players in my notes, I have written down the combine is going to make or break them. Both of these players mm-hmm. have to run sub four fives to have a chance to be drafted where they're expected to be drafted. I didn't notice any particular speed out of either of them. Um, but at the same point, there wasn't too many drills where they were just running. Just you know, going. Go routes. And I would have to think that, D- uh, Davis would have to be pretty fast if you're returning. I, kicks. I yeah, I I would hope so. Um, because right. I I watched a little bit of tape on him one night after returning from practice just to like get more familiar. And you watch the the special teams returns, and he hits like you know that fifth gear and and goes. So and goes okay. I'm very um, I'm very confident when he gets to the combine, he's going to run. I'd say probably a four four around there. So okay, four four be would so, be great, but I was I expect a four four out of him. And if he does that, maybe that moves him from a seven to a six and the Browns can still get him in, in that spot. There yeah. was one receiver. I saw you tweet about him and I liked him going into the um, into the senior bowl out of Princeton. And I thought there might be that connection. Now, I'm forgetting the young man's first name. I believe his last name. It's, uh, it, so it's Andre Yosevis. Okay. Talk that about butchering names. <laughs> so so <laughs> it was exactly funny. I, I met up with a couple of guys that I used to write with other websites at the bar on Monday when we first got there. And literally for 10 minutes, all we did was practice pronouncing last names. Because <laughs> the last thing I want to do is interview this kid and be like, uh, yeah, exactly, exactly. I want to get yeah, at yeah, least yeah. 90% right. Yeah. Uh, um, now, so- I, I, that guy I, I liked from, and you know, truth be told, I think all of us Browns fans are uh, watching Princeton football live, probably quite limited. But from, <laughs> from what I saw in some clips and researched a little bit, I like what I saw. I think that Ivy League connection is something Andrew Barry would like. I like the size. I think he was like 6'3-ish, 200 pounds. I like the speed, the extra gear. 
but you noted uh, a possible concentration drop, I think, right? Yeah. Um, so coming from the Ivy League to an event like this, and this is actually something I sat down and asked him about. I'm like, this, this is like power five level competition. You have, you know, big SEC names here. Um, I have to imagine nerves like play a little bit into it. And he's like, yeah, listen, I'll be honest. Because we interviewed them the morning before day two of practice. He's like, I'll be honest, day one, I was a little, a little rattled, a little shaken. Um, okay. The other thing I've realized is like, because I talked to him, he's from Princeton, and then the two uh, Stanford wide receivers, Michael Wilson and uh, Elijah Higgins, they, they go to like, you know, Ivy League schools, better schools. They're very well spoken. You can hmm. tell that they took their education seriously and they're, they're going to they're going to interview very well at the combine. Um, so Yosefis, uh, like I said, this concentration drop day one. I didn't see any of that day two or day three, which is an encouraging sign. The best part is, is he just looked bigger than everybody else there. That's he just has like his wingspan is ridiculous. Um, they were doing like um, corner of the end zone, like, you know, toe tap type of drills. And his catch radius is is next level. Uh, the only thing is, I know he is like um, a decathlon or something four time champion. I forget the exact sport it is. Um, I, I didn't see any of the speed, but like I mentioned earlier with Davis, like speed wasn't really something that was emphasized at an event like this. So yeah, Yosevis is another type of player that the combine is going to, to play a big part in what his eventual draft stock is. Right, for Yosevis. And I was looking with the Ivy League and maybe just not being as well known, I was I'm hoping he is kind of like that third round type. Because ideally for the Browns, for me, is you go get stud defensive tackle and free agency. You get another guy beside him, maybe you know, a, a one-year deal type of thing. Edge rusher, probably the same type of thing that Andrew Barry's done, one year prove it, guys, and they're out there. Then you with that second pick, you draft that next stud, maybe one of the guys that you mentioned there. And then in the third round try to circle back and maybe get that wide out. But you're right. That's speed. Cause Yosefus, I, I really, I really liked it. But if he's not a burner, then you almost get a little redundant with the Cooper people's Jones type, I guess. Right. Yeah. If he, if he doesn't have the speed, then I, I would say he's very similar to Donovan people's Jones, which right. we already have on the roster. And listen, I love what I saw out of Andre Donovan people's Jones, is a much better version. You know, DPJ was a five-star recruit coming out of high school. Right. And then, you know, Yosefis wound up going to Ivy League. No offense to Ivy League schools out there, but the football's yeah. not top level. <laughs> Look, that's, that, that's what our whole front office is built off of. So, you know, we, we shouldn't <laughs> keep an eye on those guys. Okay, so we got them. Um, just overall, uh, whether it's Brown's accessibility or not, I saw one, I, you know, another, I think Ty J. Spears. Out of yes, yes. That, um, it was like the glitch that where he like turned in like Nightcrawler from X-Men and he turned invisible. I'm like, what the heck was that? Yes, uh, uh, Tajay was like the highlight of Senior Bowl week. Um, we don't we don't need a running back. We're not drafting a running no, back. We're not you drafting. Know, running I, back. I obviously not Browns related so at all. <laughs> and he was he was also my favorite player to talk to. He oh. was because um, he suffered an ACL injury back in early 2020 and had ACL reconstruction. Um, and my brother in law is a physical therapist. I've had a lot of people in my family with ACL injuries. I know it's like mentally very jarring you know, not having trust in your knee to like mm. plan, push, push okay. all that stuff. Um, so I, I asked them, I was like, listen, like, how is your rehab experience and how does that change who you are as a player in person right now? And he was like, it just made me appreciate everything. He's like, I appreciate every snap. I appreciate every rep. Mm. I appreciate every game 
because I never know which one's going to be my last one. And it's just like, oh, I don't know, okay. for, for a kid that young to have such like a outlook on the world like that, it kind of just kind of shocked me. And then to see him go out there and just completely dominate, just made it the biggest fan. Was, whoever, yeah. whoever drafts him, I'm ordering his Jersey day one. Uh, as long as the, the, as long as the moves he was making, that ACL is fine. That's so um, Garrett Price, who works at Dynasty Nerds, I was talking to him a lot over the week because he's a very big Spears fan. And like, if you go back to our text, it's just literally like me sending him videos and pictures and, and everything. Um, I know because there's that one big highlight clip. And uh, even the day before that, he broke off this long touchdown run, um, which a lot of people don't realize during these like slow warm up drills, they're not tackling. So the refs blow the play dead once somebody gets hands on them. The refs oh. never blew the play dead. I never blew the play dead, which means nobody got hands on him. Because I've seen a lot of people say like, "Oh, they're not going full speed, this or that." Like, of course he scored a touchdown. Like, trust me, if you were there, they were they were going pretty pretty at it. Yeah. Well, that, see, that's the type of insight we only get from someone who was there. Dan, yeah. listen, man, this was this was great. Let's connect again before the the draft, as probably let's say post combine, so we can piece this all together from what you saw with the speed and the other measurables and try to dive into that more, but tell people where they can find your, your work and all that good stuff. Cause dynasty nerds is one of our favorite friend of show rich and the, and the gang. So glad to have, uh, have had you on. Yeah. So um, this week I'm dropping all of my like post senior bowl content. Uh, I still have to uh, pull up my voice recorder app and, and conscribe all my, uh, hmm. my interviews. And I have a lot of work ahead of me. So dynasty nerds is where you'll find all my content. If you want to interact with me personally on Twitter, you can find me at Dan T underscore NFL. Uh, my DMs are open. I always love talking ball. Um, having my DMs open, this random kid at the Senior Bowl, he messaged me, but he's like, hey, like, can we meet up? I wound up sitting the kid for like six hours, like giving him advice. I'm like, you know, he's wow. in college. He doesn't know what to do. He wants to get into the industry. I even introduced him to one of my guys that I know. And it's it, everyone there is just a football fan and just wants to talk ball. You know, I sat down with Ian Rappaport for seven minutes That's and discussed awesome. like, you know, just just how the event's going and then just different stuff like that. So um, yeah. So dynasty nerds is all my content, Twitter, you know, reach out to me, whatever. I suggest everyone go to the senior bowl. If you, even if you're not a media member, if you're just a fan, it's just, it's, it's a great time. It's a great place to be. Uh, like I said, Jim Nagy does a great job with everything down there. On, on the bucket list, that in the combine for me, man, for sure. Well, Dan, this was a lot of fun, brother. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thanks for having me. All right. There is Dan Toomey from dynasty nerds. Okay. Browns fans. How about that? Okay, we, got, we got some options here. We got some options. We got some choices. Okay. And that's just from the senior bowl level. We got some day two, some day three, some guys to watch. I like that kick returner guy Davis he was talking about. If his speed checks out, which again, if you're running back touchdowns off of kick and punt returns, it should be there. If his hands are good. And come the combine, I'm a combine junkie. Anyone who follows me on Twitter at AndyMC81 and Instagram at AndyMC Sports. I'm a combine junkie. I watch. The thing you get most out of the combine, people say, oh, it's the underwear Olympics and all that. On part truce, you can't get, okay, how high can a guy jump, whatever. For receivers, it's the hand drills. Michael Irvin does a great job breaking this down on NFL Network. Watch the hands. Dan mentioned body catches. Where are these guys? Because is it natural? Are they fighting? You can tell if someone's been taught how to do it or if it just is natural. Are they catching at the right level? Are the hands in the right spots? That's what you want to see out of these mid to later round picks. Are they natural pass guy? I don't need another Anthony Schwartz who can't catch the ball. I don't need another track guy, okay? Swing and a miss, Andrew Barry. Swing and a miss, no good. So now we have to couple that with the Browns' options at free agency. 
and got a couple here for us to keep an eye that's coming in march it's all part of the puzzle so for me the top two number one we've talked about him on the show deron Payne of the commanders browns played against guys looks like a stud contract year phenomenal the right blend of an ascending talent just entering his prime 25 years old 63320 let's go yes please put him beside miles garrett come on now gotta love that now you go back javon hargrave eagles connection with schwartz 30 years old it's a bit older 62305 has done it could be somebody again now he's going to be looking for probably that three-year range so preference would be Payne Hargrave wouldn't be a bad secondary one other options Dalvin Tomlinson from the Vikings 28 years old 6'3 through 25 Draymond Jones from the Broncos 6'3 281 bit light now he's going to be looking at 26 years old probably about a four-year deal so you got to really like him when you go down and then let's let's say we get Deron Payne let's say for fun Browns go full that's our splash put him opposite or right beside Miles Garrett which the more I think about it, the more I like then we got to start looking for those one year guys you know two year with the option that you can you can slide in maybe somebody like a jerry tillery from the raiders 26 66 295 but has been somewhat underwhelming at times right maybe a jonathan uh uh hankins from the cowboys he was okay puna ford from the seahawks bit small only 511 um and so in in that range and then you look at the edge i thought marcus davenport of the saints was older than 26 years old he seems like he's been around forever to me. 26, 6, 6, 265. He could be one of those players like the rented guns that Attack McKinley, uh, Jadavian Clowney, that Andrew Barry likes to do opposite. Could be a one, one, two year prove it deal. You know, if you're looking at a spot track or, or pro football focus, probably like at 12 million bucks, you get him a one year deal. That's not bad. You're working a couple other guys like that, right? A Zach Allen from the Cardinals, not bad. You know, Melvin Ingram, older, 6'3 from the Dolphins, but one-year deal for Melvin Ingram. Again, veteran guy mixes in with what we're looking to do, right? So I really like those possible uh, options there. But the bottom line is, folks, the bottom line is that the Browns need to add both, and they need to go heavy. You need that whole thing revamped. Then then you got to think about the linebackers, too. What are you doing? I bring back Reggie Ragland today and Sione Takitaki off the ACL. Give them cheap deals, run pluggers, nothing too fancy. You know, you need bigger bodies. You need that blend. You do that. Then you have to figure out, Schwartz is going to have to figure out if uh, Johnson's his guy in safety. Delpit will stay. You can move him down into the box of that kind of blitzer that Schwartz likes. But you need that sideline to sideline. Is Johnson fast enough? That's what we don't know because he wasn't being used that way. Lots and lots of questions still. Okay? What isn't a question is that, well, if you want some great Browns gear, fantasy football gear. You go on the show page, just click below, get the sick podcast merchandise right from the page. Fantasy football champ, you got a nice little one with the crown. You got some Nick Chubb stuff. You got Browns, you got draft day movie, whole bunch of stuff right in the line there. You can check on that. Make sure, hey, Trophy Smack, our guys at Trophy Smack, man, if you're getting, you're looking for a trophy, a championship ring, uh, a belt, championship belt, some cool wall stuff, check that out. Special link with a discount right there in there. And of course, if you're in Ohio, let's get our buddies up at Betfred Sports right now, okay? This is the time that you're going to be making those early Super Bowl picks, okay? So this, if, if you like a line right now, if you like a prop play, something that maybe you think could change, this is where you can strike and strike quick. And, of course, if you go, 
so much info in the links on the show page. Right there, we'll tweet it out as well, at Browns. Click on the Betfred Sports link, Ohio. You get big-time bonuses, man. Just check through the rewards. Click on the link, check through the rewards. No other site gives you that type of rewards, okay? Go through the rewards. Go through the match and the bonuses. Exclusive prizes you can win each week. Just click on that, sign, register, deposit. Boom, takes you two minutes. You're off and going. I have a couple of sick picks for an early Super Bowl. Let's go. It's time for sick picks. Sick picks. And what I like out of this one early, and we'll make we'll go much more in depth as the Super Bowl approaches for next week's show. But I like the alternate lines. That one and a half that's up there, the common line. I don't like it. I don't the, the payout stinks. It's no good. You know, it's it's eh. One and a half. If you go to the alternate line on Bet Fred Sports, you get a two and a half or a three paying out. Uh, the two and a half is about one minus one oh five, minus one oh one, depending. That's a nice like I see this game. It really depends how you figure the Super Bowl is going to go. I think the Eagles are going to win. I think they win it by probably a field goal. You know, so if you're looking at that, then you're looking at that two and a half to three and a half. If you go three, three and a half, then you're getting into plus money, plus 110, 115, depending. But if you think that two and a half raise it almost to even. And so I like that play early on. So you can look at that. Um, the over under right now as well is set, I think, right around 50. I'm going to pull that up right now. I hope that it's a shootout, right? That's what we want. We want some fun, right? We, we want we want some fun with this. We want it a high-scoring, fun game. Let's go. Uh, 50 right on. I was right. Yeah, 50. I would take the over. I think these two teams can score a lot. And one quick thing before we go. This has been driving me nuts all week for the Pro Bowl, Okay. And people, you know, they're throwing, they're doing gimmick stuff. They're doing uh, dodgeball, volleyball. That's that's fine. That can be fun. I haven't really watched any of it. Doesn't really interest me specifically. But that can be fun skill stuff. Whatever. The thing that drives me nuts is this Tyler Huntley garbage that we saw with the Baltimore Ravens getting there. Nobody never was, shouldn't be in the NFL quarterback that the Browns put the boots to earlier in the year. Tyler Huntley getting elected as an alternate to the Pro Bowl. Now people on Twitter, why are you getting so worked up about it? It doesn't mean anything. False. That's not true. The Pro Bowl does mean something because if you look in the Hall of Fame, if you've been to the Pro Football Hall of Fame multiple times like I have, and you look at these guys and you study them, what gets mentioned along with their stats? It's Pro Bowls. It's all pros. It's all that stuff. So it does mean something. Player bonuses as well. And it's supposed to be a measure of, okay, this is something when you look back, especially for guys like offensive linemen. Why would Joe Thomas be in the Hall of Fame if you weren't mentioning as a 10-time Pro Bowl, all pro? You wouldn't. The quarterback's a bit different. But why is Tyler Huntley, who's done nothing, nothing? He got shut down, didn't throw touchdowns. He was terrible. He was a terrible He shouldn't even be in the NFL, quite frankly, to be honest with you. You're telling me you can't find another quarterback out of college, six-round pick, then do better than Tyler Huntley? He's, he's absolute nonsense. Why is Tyler Huntley an alternate and not one of our Browns guys? Why? Why? If you look at the numbers... Deshaun Watson's better. Deshaun Watson had better stats. Right? Why? Why wasn't one of the Browns quarterbacks in there? Heck, why not even Joshua Dobbs popped in for the Titans? Why not? Jacoby Brissett won games, unlike Tyler Huntley, and put up decent numbers. Why isn't he in there? Absolute joke. Drove me nuts. It's just the bias that continues against the Browns and the rest in favoritism for teams like the Ravens for whatever reason. Absolute trash. 
I had to get that off my chest. It was driving me nuts all week. Tyler Huntley, boo! And shame on discrediting and lowering what the Pro Bowl means, alternate or not. Drives me nuts. Anyway, there you go, folks. I hope you enjoyed. That was a nice breakdown of the Senior Bowl. Next week, we'll get into some more of the offensive side of the football. We'll talk a lot of Super Bowl, get some sick picks, try to win you some money, get some fun prop plays, maybe some squares, all that good stuff. Uh, go into the Super Bowl and talk a lot more Browns. So make sure you're following us on Twitter at AndyMC81 at SickPodBrowns. Click the notification key, share it, leave a comment. We love that. Do that. Have some fun. Get ready for the Super Bowl next week, and we will see you next Friday on the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara. And that's a wrap. Hope you don't miss us too much until next time. Follow the Sick Podcast with Andy McNamara on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts.